0: All right, so uh, everybody, is another episode of say uh, link We are on episode 22.
1: The initial would probably be more the aggressive, but after it, was a lot more submissive. It's DMs, like I- I'm all for it. I'm loving it. You big head. Incarceration, I do work with individuals, um, primarily their work their life's work has been around women incarceration
2: okay okay we don't want to talk about your ex- like official experience but let's talk about some BD- bdsm in the bedroom are you hold, con- hold on before you get to that when i have to be going so far back before don't you get you might get trailers no
1: there's pfvs there's there pvs pvs so your
2: PC is beating. Was <laughs> on, a That's the on the name Wednesday. of the fucking oh, title, title of the show. So. Was Wednesday. Was on a Wednesday.
0: Too. All right, so uh, everybody is another episode of uh, Z Link. We are on episode twenty-two, and uh, I have um, some amazing guests with me. Uh, there's a repeat alumni. Uh, we have Arlene Jane, and we yes. also. <laughs> And we also have Rachel, aka Ray XY. Yeah. So we'll be getting into who Rachel is um, shortly after we play our intro song. And we have Duchess, alumna in the building again. Audio version only. Um, she has a new song. It's a reggae type of feel. So take take it Yo, in. you know
3: I can't take this mute no more. I'm cutting. If fuckery was a person, my god.
0: Raskla, you go going like you need a G if you want to move. Cut,
2: now. cut. cut. now, tell me about the bitch. I call your phone. a fucking yours. You're going like me my pumpkin. You're just issues if you feel like a walk while I love the shows. You upgrade the wheat and I lock me yours. Should I be a one night member of the rose?
0: Yeah, she was, was at the very was beginning. The <laughs> Yes. So uh, go follow Duchess on Instagram, I'm still holding it down mm-hmm. in the six, as another uh, talented female artist. Um, so where again, Zay Link is a show about intimacy, sexuality, sensuality, uh, lifestyle, social norms, everything that's going on. And we get the juicy conversations from the most reserved. So let's um, get into it. But if you do have any questions or want to know about any guests or want to be a guest, send an email to uh, zaylinks at gmail.com and uh, follow on Instagram. I'm your host, Alice Zay, so check me out, Alice Zay Vlogs. And uh, check out Friday Ricky Dread production and uh, definitely check out We Love Hip Hop Network on YouTube if you are searching for YouTube episodes. Uh, go to the playlist for Zay Link and you'll see all the episodes there. And also clips are on the uh, Instagram pages from... We Love Hip Hop Network, Alize Vlogs, Friday, Ricky Dread, and uh, Six Views as well on Cut. So check it out. Good to go? Okay, so um, we're gonna jump into it. And like I said, I have Rachel XY. Uh, You might know her in other forms of media for doing um, a lot of advocacy and community work. And again, uh, Arlene Jane been Here before from episode one, the official one where we um, well, the official one, Um, yeah, when we did the official group podcast with a few ladies as well. So, yeah, so you've seen the growth, (laughs) (laughs) yes, good to have you back. And again, she's representing for um, Hustle and Heal, and we'll give a little bit of shine to that shortly. So, Rachel, for those of you that don't know, is a program director, uh, dancer co-host and um you wear many hats i do as a talented female in toronto and why don't you kind of give listeners and viewers a little synopsis as to a little bit more of what you do in regards to your titles and what you're involved with as a director a dancer i would say model as well because your pictures don't lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: um so yeah i guess i do wear many hats um dance choreography that kind of um it all came from just a passion with dance it was um dance hall jazz funk heels is kind of where it started um and from that i had a lot of opportunities to work with tribute acts um, to work with various artists themselves when it came to uh, music videos and performances a lot of um, shows um, and that's kind of just how it developed from there. It wasn't necessarily something I pursued, as opposed to just opportunities came my way. Um, and it was really just a way to um, express emotion through um, through a different form of creativity. Um, and so that's sort of how dance kind of evolved for me. Um, and then from there, as a programs director for Keep Six, um, Keep Six Org. Keep Six Org, yeah. So we are an organization that works specifically with um, criminalized individuals. So either individuals that are um, currently in contact with the criminal justice system, as well as individuals that are uh, post-release and at-risk youth. uh, Really just advocating for um, criminalized individuals, supporting them as much as we can. Uh, providing programming and really just ensuring that they've got um, structured support and resources in place.
0: Beautiful. I felt like she was reading that, but you're so well versed in what you do. And this is why like it's important to get you to highlight that skill set and that involvement that you have. Um, we do talk about different subject matter on this show, but it's also good to keep it real and get back to the community and the issues that do revolve around you know what we're involved with. And the younger generation or even just you know everyday people, because this is what we reflect our content on a lot of the time to address not only gossip and celebrity news but the real stuff as well. so I appreciate that and respect what you do as a talented female. Um, so we're going to go into a few topics about yeah keep six Orcs. so you kind of gave the synopsis about it in regards to your initiatives um, anything else like is there any upcoming stuff that's going on?
1: Um, So we do have a few things going on currently. Um, So there's a new program that was recently rolled out called TRAP which is a partnership between um, Keep Six and TRAP Um, and essentially what it stands for is the Transition Recidivism Action Plan. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a six-week program that really delves into honing in on the already existing skills that individuals have. So a lot of times I'll have um, clients and individuals that will be talking to me and be like, yeah, well, I truthfully, I've been trapped my whole life. I don't know anything other than that. I don't have any other skill sets. What else am I going to do? And
0: trapping for those that don't understand the terminology is a form of hustle, yeah. a form of selling um what is it um interesting goods on the black market uh doing that kind of stuff so involving yourself in the lifestyle of usually drugs or um i guess illegal items
1: right right so um a lot of people will say that um they they don't have any other skill sets um and then we sit back and we say okay but during this time period this is what you were doing how Mm -hmm. were you successful during that time period what were you doing in terms of um, competitors that are obviously in the same market that you're in? How were you able to keep your clientele? Were you not then so growing a business? A business right? Were <laughs> you not growing a business? Were you not an entrepreneur? Were you not doing your your marketing and analysis?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when you hone in and you say, "Well, you guys, you already have the skill sets. You just got to learn how to tune them." then it's like, oh, shit. Make it transferable skills. Exactly, exactly. And that's exactly what it is. So that program really just hones in on those skill sets. Um, It really helps individuals to also be um, more expressive in terms of um, communicating as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And then from there, helping them either if they're looking at getting into schooling or employment or what have you, um, then we're able to kind of provide those resources.
0: No, I appreciate that. And if people are not involved in community work, at least try to do a little bit because it's very helpful for your own um, growth and development for you to give back and also remember where you could have been and maybe where you came from. So that's good to know. Um, so let's talk about um, the prison and police abolition component of what you're passionate about. Yes. We're gonna get into the juice, <laughs> but we are gonna keep it kind of kosher for, you know, the beginning part just to
3: kind of warm sure, you sure. up. <laughs> Before the Casamigos comes out.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um yeah, so I'm a very big advocate for prison and police abolition. Um and one of the things, like especially when it comes to policing, um, a lot of people often say like the system is broken. And the one thing that people fail to realize is that it's not broken. It's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we look at um, Canada being a white settler state, um and the authorities that were put in place to control those that were marginalized at that time being the indigenous people, and how it's evolved to where we are currently. Um, the authorities or the police were the ones that were the slave catchers. they were right, so if we just look at the evolution of what policing is and look at what it is now, as much as you might say inclusivity and diversity the root is still the same it's just evolved over time um and it's so important when we look at it it's the police aren't the ones that keep us safe it's our community that keeps us safe I think it's the
0: narrative for sure a lot of people are misguided by they don't understand how things were manufactured or created to work or not work but I guess again it's about the blame game and it's about education once you understand what you're actually talking about then you can really understand how to speak on it
1: right exactly exactly so um, that's really been sort of my focus point Um, looking at so many individuals that have been criminalized um, being individuals that are really just trying to support themselves um, no matter the industry um, women that are criminalized and I know that's something that Arlene's very passionate about as well Um, And that kind of leads just into prison abolition, um, especially when you look at our prison system and how fucked our prison system is. Um, Just
0: when you're talking about prison system, I notice a lot of the time when we talk about it, we talk about like mandem or men. We don't really talk about females in prison. So is that an area that you're very familiar with to talk about kind of?
1: So I primarily, and it's very unfortunate because there isn't... As much research that goes into women in incarceration as mm-hmm. there is when it comes to men and oftentimes when we speak about incarceration we speak primarily from the male perspective um, I personally haven't had too much exposure to women in incarceration I do work with individuals um, who primarily their work their life's work has been around women incarceration so um, Dr. Ray Reese being one of them who's really focused on women in incarceration, specifically black women within within incarceration. Um, I primarily um, have not had too much exposure per se. Um, I do a lot of readings when it comes to it because that is an area that I'm very interested in. And a lot of the programs that we've seen currently are again tailored towards male. Um, So I'm looking at seeing how we can build programming specifically towards women because it's not something that we hear about.
0: And it's funny as we're talking, it kind of like just, you know, a bell just went off in my head. And I'm thinking the most we talk about when it comes to women being either wayward or on that slope is when when we talk about sex workers. Mm -hmm. right in that area so i noticed when we talk about men or predominantly black men it's like the incarcerated ones or the drug dealers but when it comes to women we don't even really have that conversation about women in jail we just kind of get to sex work and then we kind of leave it there yeah so it's just funny as we're speaking it was just something that i felt like um yeah it was interesting to kind of ask and bring our attention to kind of think about that um so moving on let's talk about covid so with your endeavors and what you're doing, how do you feel like the pandemic has impacted you on like a personal level?
1: So I think COVID's a blessing in disguise. Um, because one, it really forced me to kind of look at things outside of the box. Um, because obviously with everything, having to move to virtual spaces, it's now, well, how do I reach my target audience? I'm not able, we're not able to do workshops anymore. We're not able to um, have that sort of physical, physical communication. So how do we still reach that target audience? Um, and so it was really looking at, okay, what are some ways that we can do that? Um, and so from that, like, I mean, back in, uh, it was actually May 13th of last year, um, we started a um, show called Connect the Six. And it was really primarily to connect the six with individuals within the community um, and celebrate um, their endeavors, what they've done in terms of overcoming barriers themselves, um, and really also just promote a lot of black leaders within Mm -hmm. the six as well, um, and creating a network for individuals to be able to hone in and be like, oh, this person. Um, has this business maybe I can hit that person up or this person's in the arts maybe I'll connect with that one and we've had so many individuals who have cross connected through our program because of that Um, and so now we're a year into our connect the six which is a weekly program every Wednesdays Um, and that was something that we were only planning on maybe doing for like three four months
0: what part of the city do you normally highlight
1: Um, So it's throughout, honestly, it's we've had people from Mississauga, we've had people from the East End, Um, we've actually gone a little bit outside of the six, um, and we've featured individuals from Calgary, we've had people from Brooklyn come in as well in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've tried to open it up quite a bit but primarily everyone's within the gta because the whole purpose of it is to network again right so we want to ensure that the individuals that we're featuring are accessible to those that want to contact them
0: no for sure um in regards to like on a personal level now one second Ambiance, <laughs> <laughs> ambiance. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man, yes. So um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, dating.
1: Okay. Let's
0: jump right into it. Yeah. So we started off with the subtle business, um, and again, transitioning your personality because people have to realize that you are very business oriented. You're a talented woman of you know many things, gifts. But I mean, you're still a woman at heart and you're still a person and uh, you still live a regular life. So let's talk about the dating aspect.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you're gonna hear a lot of that. So um, in regards to dating, like um, what kind of um, person is ideal for you to consider dating?
1: Um, so it's someone who's ambitious, has to be very ambitious, very driven, um very business oriented um, and that's some of the or some of the skill sets that my partner currently has um, and so I've been rocking with him for so long
0: mm. i like how you personalized it <laughs> so how is dating during covid is it something that, cause I know that there's a lot of rise on domestic violence. There's a lot of breakups, a lot of divorces, a lot of negativity with couples and relationships during COVID. Are you, it seems like you're surviving it.
1: <laughs> so my situation's a little bit more unique um, because um, he's been incarcerated for quite some time. Um, and I guess that's also where a lot of my passion comes from in terms of advocating for individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, within the system. Um, So he has been incarcerated for quite some time. Um, He was recently released um, last year, Um, but unfortunately we do know the system works the way it works. Um, And so due to a breach of parole conditions we obviously know what ended up happening that way. Um, But
0: yeah. Mm. Hmm manageable it's
3: manageable (laughs) the magic
0: wand (laughs) no but that makes it real right because a lot of people have fictitious expectations of you know because you're a part of a certain type of environment or work or whatever that you know it's all peachy and gravy and this is where i like the transparency that you're keeping it real enough to say oh like this is my situation and I too have to go through this and you know, it's not like you're hearing the traditional story of like, you know, some ratchet hood chick and some trifling dude that's doing whatever. It's a matter of real life situations with real life people in all like walks of life that are dealing with all types of things. So it's commendable that you can be open with us and let us know that we're dealing with some real
1: shit.
2: Um, Ricky Sniper like a question here. Um, what's the biggest um what's the most difficult thing? Having a relationship with somebody who's on the inside.
1: So one, I mean, especially now with COVID, it was, um, visitation was automatically canceled, right? Mm -hmm. So not being able to see one another. um, With that also came just communication in general because it resulted in a lot of lockdowns, which Mm -hmm. meant things like... um, you weren't getting phone calls as regularly as you were used to, because they were locked in a lot more. Um, Video visits, now everybody was trying to get a video visit. So you were limited in terms of how often you could get video visits now, things along those lines. So it was really more the communication aspects because it was less contact during that time, especially during COVID. Um, That was a really big thing. And then also, too, like even before that, like, I've really worked to start to build a platform that supports individuals that are supporting loved ones inside. Because one of the things I've noticed is sometimes we get so wrapped up in taking care of that person that we forget about ourselves. Right. Um, And I've seen so many women especially who've come on and said well i didn't get a phone call or we were talking today but he wasn't really in the mood to talk Mm -hmm. and they take that very personally and it's forgetting the fact that that's a completely different atmosphere in there compared to where we are out here and having to respect and understand that at times they need their space and they also the feelings and the, like, sometimes I remember we would have conversations and be like, so, like, how was your day? And it's like, it was the same thing as yesterday. And sometimes you, you have to, you still have to ask, to, you though, you have to course, ask yeah. but, you know, like, sometimes it's like, you have to realize, like, oh, shit. Like, sometimes, like, they have those moments where they are just more to themselves and you have to respect that and not necessarily take it personally. Um, And it takes a very, very strong individual to be able to go through that especially for many years because um, a lot of people will take it personally no for sure again
0: I commend you on your answer because <laughs> a lot of people don't know really what some of our real life situations are until we're also expressing that we're in similar shoes to a lot of other people so I think that's really important to note as well um, Hmm, that's really tough Distance because human connection is important and human connection usually relies around like a physical experience or like an in person thing. So, I mean, this COVID right now, but like what like before COVID and stuff like that, did you find that there was a lot more like leniency and it was a lot more easier?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent. Um Visitation that was weekly. I was driving to Kingston every single Sunday, um, and that it would be what like a two and a half hour drive there in the mornings and then coming back would be like almost three hours and change coming mm. back that was like a weekly thing every sunday sometimes medium uh, and max would switch so on the days when they would switch then it would be the saturday instead of the sunday or if i couldn't make it on the weekend then i would do the little two-hour drive on the wednesday um but like no it was it was dedication it takes a lot for sure um and then the times like there were times where he was traveled. He was transferred out of province, oh, so shoot. then it was driving out of province or flying out of province, which was a Damn. whole other thing. So you're
3: so loyal, so yeah. loyal.
0: Arlene's been there. She's seen so it. So loyal. Wow. Moral support. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so let's talk about maybe when um, it wasn't so rough and tough. Like when he's home, how's it in the bedroom? So um, let's shed light on some positivity. We're going right? in. We're going
1: in. All right. yeah. going in. Um, it's amazing. Okay,
0: okay. We, we don't want to talk about your
2: ex, like official experience, but let's talk about some BD, BDSM in the bedroom. Are you. Con- hold, hold on, before you get to that, when I have to be going so far back before, don't you get. You might get trailers, no?
1: There's PFVs. Mm, There's there PFVs. So your so PFVs proceed. would be. <laughs> <laughs> In
2: our so at in
1: had my, <laughs> my trailers. um yeah so there are PVs um which is what we would call conjugal visits so the private family private family visitation um with that i mean it really just depends on the institution because some institutions you'll get it after having just three regular visits for other institutions you'd have to have like a year worth of visits um which again, it's like the lack of consistency within the actual system itself. Um, but Pvs were definitely an option um, and something to look forward to. Those were, um, depending on the institution, it'd be every six weeks. Sometimes it could be every three months, depending. Um, but I mean, like when he came home, it honestly, it just made everything worth it, mm-hmm. right? Because for a period of time there was a long period of time where there was no contact just due to system and covid and this and that um, but like no it was definitely worth it
0: i like that answer <laughs> so um would it be fair to say that with all that absence of contact does that make you more of an aggressor sexually in the bedroom? Or are you more like I need to do this? <laughs> I want to miss. I miss you. Da 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 da. Or is it like you guys
1: have like a normal <laughs> flow? Jesus. Um, I think it was a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Um, the initial would probably be more the aggressor, but after it, it was a lot more submissive. Because it was also understanding that it's also been a very long time for him too. Right, mm-hmm. so there is also that submission aspect. Fair
0: enough, fair enough. You guys are an organic going, so I'm not gonna pull too many <laughs> strings on this one or leave mm-hmm. that chapter alone. So let's talk about um, Bill Gates' divorce.
1: Okay.
0: Let's, yeah, topics can be random sometimes, but uh, Arlene, you could chime in as well. Bill Gates' divorce. We have mm-hmm. the pandemic going on. We have Bill Gates being called out for the most in regards to uh, the vaccines and a lot of scandals, a lot of like uh, a certain type of talk. So how do you feel about him and his wife with their billions?
3: With their billions.
0: Divorcing, she's 56 and he's 65. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken.
3: I think it's time for her to live a little. And for, <laughs> to him, side of hers. And for <laughs> him to share that wealth. Mm. redistribution it's time slide in those DMs oh man (laughs) I'm all for have you been seeing the memes going everyone uh, sliding uh, in her DMs in in Bill Gates DMs like I'm all for it I'm loving it hey big head
2: (laughs) 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 but i think that there was something about um she went they went through his records and they found that he was taking a side thing to all kind of his lavish things
1: i think Um, it was his Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend it was like a part of like it was some agreement between him and his wife that i don't know if it was once a month or what it was but like he and his ex-girlfriend would be able to go away for a certain period of time (laughs)
2: ladies yeah y'all dealing with that agreement No, no 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 are they
3: how
0: much money am I
2: getting? <laughs> am I
0: being taken care of, compensating? But it's for a like, it's not about that, though. It's like just the shame of like, you yeah. want something else on top of that? We have the, the money. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, an intimate life. Like, you really need to do that because most guys don't show their partner that they're doing that. And then it's even more upsetting. So it's like, if it's consensual or to the point where he's saying, yes, this is what I want. It's like, why are you married to her if you still want what you had? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's also consenting adults, right? Like when, you know, like... If you're making a transactional agreement and everybody is able to have a a say, then, like, why the fuck not if it works for everyone? But there's also power dynamics here. Here's a very, very wealthy, rich white man, one of the richest men in the world, right, that has all the wealth. So people are going to allow him to do what he wants to do because of that power dynamic right
0: but if it was an underage girl we'd have a problem
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah, a yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah awesome. oh sure that's a, different, a whole different different term. billionaire
2: different billionaire <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes 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 he's not linked to
2: epstein and all that mm-hmm. <laughs> other
0: conversation well, um
2: we'll, we'll never know now right
0: yeah that's interesting okay um so let's get into uh, some of our audience questions or wait actually before the audience questions I just want to shout out um, Chantal Dubois, personal trainer in Toronto, in Vaughan. A uh, Mother's Day special that just went down. I just caught myself some great merch in regards to some fitness uh, attire. I'm uh, posting them on my story, what I am what I bought and what I'm wearing um, on my fitness journey. So you can go check it out on Alizé Vlogs, body shapers, tights, all that good stuff. And um, in regards to merch as well, Arlene, you are coming out with some merch.
3: Uh yes, for my um business for hustle heal motivate a private practice I have that's um mostly therapeutic based. I offer um I offer therapy and coaching, uh, counseling and coaching, mental health support. Um, mostly to to it's for um those that identify as women and um, the majority of my. People I connect with are uh, criminalized women, women in the sex industry and whatnot. And I have a clothing line that's attached to my branding and it's like bad bitch branding. So it's like, <laughs> not your typical therapist. Um, lots of cute crops and cute uh, teas. And I sourced um, an ethically sustainable um sweatshop-free uh, clothing. So that will be dropping for my one-year anniversary, which is mm.
1: June 1st. Mm-hmm. Excited. She's nice.
0: So we will lock in that date and check it out. Um, so a question for you, um, Rachel, uh, from The Voice. Okay. He's an <laughs> avid questionnaire uh, person <laughs> that we get in here. Salute so. to The Voice. He's back. Yes.
2: He's always here. I don't even know why I say. He's, <laughs>
0: he's always consistent. So here's his question for you. Hello, Mr. Ray. I see
2: that you're a little bit movement. What is the top of Your the and also the legal profession. What are the qualities that you like in a mate? If you were to date someone.
1: So I think we touched on it a little bit, um, but definitely ambitious. Um he's got to be a bit of a rebel because I'm a rebel too. Mm. And I think I, I found that one. <laughs> I, think I, I think I checked that one out. Okay. Um, what is your
0: opinion on um, females in the sex industry?
1: Um, I respect everybody's hustle. Right? Um, and I honestly, I don't, The sex industry and the criminalization of the sex industry is so bizarre to me. Um, And when I look at a lot of things that Arlene posts, um, Maggie's um, posts a lot as well, um, a lot of the advocates within the sex work industry, um, these are individuals. Like Oftentimes, there's a stigma associated with um, these individuals being people that are just doing it because either they... They have no other means or um, it's not something that they necessarily enjoy to do, but like especially speaking with Arlene and speaking with um, some of her um, friends that we've actually had on Connect the Six as well. This is something that like this is their work. It's something they're passionate about. It's something that they've loved. And Who are we to judge anyone in terms of what their hustle is? Um, And I think it's really just if you have the mindset, the work ethic, regardless of what it is that you're doing, like, I'm not one to judge it.
0: Well, again, with COVID, let's talk about the rise of, for instance, like OnlyFans and other industries Hmm. where a lot of women now can capitalize on What's your take on that as well? I know we talked about it um about six almost five months ago. <laughs> but I mean there's been like a shift. I mean, people like let's just talk about a bad baby of yeah. female rapper, she opened up her OnlyFans and made mm-hmm. about a million dollars. Cash yeah. right? How about that? Yeah, in six hours, right? And yeah. then think about the average woman who's just opening up themselves or they've been a worker all their, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how is that supposed to be perceived? A rapper who's not a sex worker mm-hmm. can take advantage of a platform that is comp- like considered sex worker, sex worker positive and then just capitalize like crazy. And then there's the average um, sex worker, for instance, who's kind of struggling or maybe mm-hmm. not as.
3: Yeah, like I've heard a couple different viewpoints on that, but that's not necessarily where my like my expertise is on like OnlyFans. I'm like, get your bag, get it, but also respect the people that have been doing it first, yeah. right? Like, no matter what you're doing, respect the people that did it before you and i think that's very important when you're stepping on people's toes especially in in like work like sex work or hustling in other forms you have to like pay your respects pay your dues to those who like you know did the groundwork mm-hmm. um but the the thing is is like Um, COVID you see how it's like lined some people's pockets like bad baby and stuff but you've also seen it you know um, really shake people's lives sex workers lives like have been displaced from their work because Mm -hmm. not everybody is okay with going to, you know, uh, pivot their work onto online work, especially full-service sex workers, full-service sex workers that are illegal, um, that are here from other countries, that can't show their face, that are mothers, whatnot, have so many different reasons why they can't get that bag, you know, are being criminalized in other aspects. And that's, And their work completely being taken away from them because of COVID.
0: And we do see it because there's a lot of um, news or entertainment pages on Instagram, for instance. And I find I see a lot of highlights of, for instance, like, oh, this lawyer or this teacher lost her job because they Mm -hmm. found out about her OnlyFans. It's like, why are people being criminalized? (laughs) Because they're kind of being forced to do things online. And now you're kind of being showcased in a public way. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's now the stigma of, you know, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. right or even the girl that graduated and she was like topless or whatever I think they're suing her now yeah it's a graduation photo and
3: the thing is this shit has been always happening but the thing is now that the more like normie folks like white privileged folks it's happening to them where it's not like behind the scenes like your typical like you know prostitute or street walker that's living with the stigmatization of sex work every day it's more mainstream folks that are starting to become impacted so you're seeing these things happen but it's been happening right
0: people are i think the thing is that if a sex worker does it and goes on only fans it's like oh you're doing that now but like for the average girl that is sexy or deemed yeah. as oh my gosh why don't you open only fans you could be making so much money it's like mm-hmm. just look at the narrative of how people are presenting it like just yeah. because you look good or appealing it's like go on only fans you don't even have to take your clothes off mm-hmm. and there's girls who really take their clothes off and they shouldn't be looked at as any less because yeah. they're actually having sex or they have to actually do the bold work of meet with a man or somebody else in person yeah. and mm-hmm. have to put their life at risk to try to make an extra dollar mm-hmm. and now are being forced to now okay take pictures take video get ready for the camera something that was so against your whole mm-hmm. like forte of work <laughs> now you have to put yourself in the spotlight and then actually identify yourself as hey this is me mm-hmm. like people don't understand like how like defining it is to even not just open up an OnlyFans but an online account to portray yourself in a sexual light yeah no it's, absolutely it's very intimidating and a lot of women couldn't do sex work because yeah, I'm sexy, but it doesn't mean I need to do that even if I want to. It's like, I don't know if I have the real, you know, confidence to do it. And then the women that are doing it, it's like, oh, you're doing it? Psh, just go on all events. Easy. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy. It's, the it's whole not
3: easy. It's not easy. Component. And like, and the thing is, is like people don't understand. It doesn't it, like anyone could Hustle if they had the mentality, you know, Mm -hmm. no, it's like that business oriented, like that business mind that you were talking about, of the people in the trap program, you know, that like, you have to have a certain kind of mindset to be able to do it, it like, and anyone could be like it's gross to say but marketable right it's not like oh you're you're hot you're gonna just like enter only fans and make millions like not everyone's like a bad baby you know like that have that clout that's going to like fill their pockets
0: it's there's- intimidating because then you look at for instance there's strippers and then mm-hmm. there's prostitutes but then sometimes it overlaps. Oh yeah, there's right? all the time. But to face value to the regular society, it's yeah. like a stripper only needs to take her clothes off to a certain extent. And I heard in certain strip clubs, they don't even have to go naked; mm-hmm. they can wear certain. Um, I guess, I don't know if it's in the states, but so I think- in the states you can't. Yeah, there's
3: yeah. laws. Like there's like in yeah. peep shows and stuff, City, you, can you can only
2: can't go, um, bottomless.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, different, different states have different rules.
0: For a lot of people with the knowledge or the lack of, it's like they think that, okay, stripping is easy because I don't have to really do anything contact physically with somebody. Mm -hmm. Whereas, just think about the psychology. For a woman to even get into stripping, there was a whole psychology she had to go through. Mm -hmm. Then to say, okay, stripping, but now go on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Then to be tested again and say, oh, you just take it off, so why don't you start doing stuff Mm -hmm. with yourself now? For that person who already had filters and guidelines saying I'm not trying to do certain things, it's like the pressure of now going online and then everybody kind of coming at you is the same thing like being in the club or the same thing with meeting with somebody in person you're gonna always be pressed regardless so Mm -hmm. again the stigma of people thinking that it's just so easy just because a rapper can jump on and make a million bucks in six hours Mm -hmm. it's like that was almost boastful it was like really kind of unfortunate to see because it's like you're already so popular you make so much money it's like uh kylie jenner saying okay go fund me so i can become a billionaire and not just be a millionaire mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's so privileged to do that mm-hmm. and the hustle gets i guess underrepresented because for a woman to even make a decision consciously to say hey i want to make you know make my body a commodity for services of any extent fetishes or sex whatever it's a lot and i think that that gets lost when you have um Public figures that don't have to go through the same struggle or go through the same psychological wars that most women go through to just kind of do it and just flaunt it and say, hey, it's easy peasy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, let me snap another question in there based on like OnlyFans and stuff like that, just because it's like a really online thing, right? What are y'all opinions on leaks? Because, you know, we've had guests like on on We Love Hip Hop podcast and other podcasts under the network like Chromas, right? And she um, has publicly... Express that she has to deal with a lot of leaks and stuff like that. What are y'all opinions on that? And like, why do you think that happens? She's a rapper. She's also not only just for Chromos. I'm just talking just for women on OnlyFans, period.
0: Well, I think the average girl is a little bit more safe because most people are not making a certain amount. When you're talking about Chromos or public figures and people that are, I guess, super popular, the more popular you are, the more you're going to have a lot more haters, a lot more hackers, a lot mm. more things. So I think it's about the analytics of the more popular you are, the more types of people you're going to track. The more if you, you have, yeah. If you cater yeah. to a more niche market, like yeah. um, there are people that have a certain reputation or a certain status, but they have a certain clientele and that clientele is more respectful and willing to be more what they are, a client and a fan, right? So yeah. then they'll respect you a lot more than one and they'll keep subscribing. Yeah. versus the ones that say, you I just want to see her JJ and I just want to come share it. Mm-hmm. Like I heard about leaks myself as well with like somebody like her and yeah. like just again, but she's also said with her success, rise to success that she did have people that she sent content to that paid lots of money for um, different things like her vagina, right? Yeah. So it wouldn't be well, too hard to imagine. And
2: not to interrupt you, let's take it away from Chrome just mm-hmm. period, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like what do y'all think? Like leaks come out like... You know, the people's um, OnlyFans get reposted on Pornhub and all these yeah, yeah, different yeah. types of things, right? Facts facts like, well, Even yo.
3: like the gym that I used to go to, mm-hmm. it was it was shut down because there was a man that was recording us mm-hmm. and putting those videos onto Pornhub. So wow. there's leaks in so many different areas. Um, leaks also in the music industry, and it happens yeah, all the time. Yeah. You know, people be recording, and then it leaks, and then it like fucks up their business. Leaks suck. Like you know, it's it really impacts people, and especially when it's like your your body Mm -hmm. and it's like intimate moments where you're sharing that with someone and you're like doing a financial interaction like these are for sale these aren't for free you know this isn't for your benefit just for free and there's like there's there's rules around these things and that's Mm -hmm. it's not okay it's not okay to to do that in any facets like it's similar to like disclosure like people disclosing someone's sex work well in like oh that person's a sex worker Mm -hmm. like that's not yours to disclose you know and that is we live in a criminalized society like sex work is criminal in canada And people don't realize that. And so, outing someone and disclosing someone, you know, showing someone their like Leo's list ad and like, you know, like outing them, putting it out on social media. We're in a society, you could leak anything in a minute and it's out there, Mm. you know, and it's dangerous. It impacts people's lives, it impacts people's jobs, and it, can impact their, like, you know, they're like, They're so confident like, well, just they're... look,
0: this is why so many people don't do it because they're like, all it takes is one photo. All mm-hmm. it takes is one video. All it takes is something recognizable, tattoo, beauty mark, or something, and showing it to the wrong person. And that's why you have to kind of take precautions, too, about if you are going to do it, do you have safety nets in mm-hmm. place? Are you putting full images? Are you putting blurry images? Are you mm-hmm. doing things to protect yourself where you're not giving too much but you're giving just enough like you gotta like think about these things strategically and that's why women that do it have to get the kudos and the respect because once you pass that threshold and that line where you're actually going to do something on social media with the whole hub and everything like that Mm -hmm. in the cloud you take such a risk
3: and people always say like you know what you're doing and it's like no that's not a part of the game It's not a part of the game because I choose to make money, doesn't mean that I should be getting a call from CAS and having to Mm. explain to them why I'm how that even connects with each other, you know? Like, and that's the thing that people don't realize. You think it's funny disclosing that this person, like, you know, gave Mm. out a wazzle on a Wednesday, you know? And
2: a wazzle on a Wednesday. Wednesday.
3: Title, the title of the show is, <laughs> Wazzle Wednesday. Was
2: on a Wednesday.
3: <laughs> you know, like, at the end of the day, you have to you deal with these systems that oppress people and that criminalize people, whereas, like, single mothers trying to, like, pay their rent and, you know, may not be able to get... Another job because people have outed their pictures right. or whatever. I'm from Sault Ste. Marie where when they criminal when they arrest people, it doesn't matter for what, they have this thing called the police beat. And they put your name in the paper. Oh my gosh. Wow. No matter what it was. So Damn. a couple years back, they did a mass sweep of all the street-based sex workers in downtown Sault Ste. Marie, and they like arrested 12 of them. Put them their name, their fucking
0: addresses, Stop it. their addresses. Yeah. So listing them like pedophiles, like, I mean, sorry, yeah, yeah, like,
3: yeah, yeah, like, wow. and they don't even do that. Oh they don't God. even do that half the time, you
0: know? Probably and serve more time than one, too, jeez. Yo, and
3: yeah. like, and one, there was like a mother, there was a daughter, like, there was like, what? you know, and their home addresses, people were picketing outside of their like there was so much public shaming and horophobia that me and another girl we started um an open letter the police and the police got on side with the paper they started like doing it, it was insane the mayor wow. was involved in everything and we uh called for we started um we started this thing called Stop the Arrests Sault Saint Marie, and we were calling for a moratorium on all the arrests because that's it was just, crazy. it was so means? dangerous. It was wow. so dangerous. So anytime they were out in the city, people were harassing them. There's the local whore. Like it was wow. like this shit really impacts people. Jeez. Right. And that's going to follow them.
2: Yeah. What was the term that you used? Horophobia. Horror- oh, Horophobia. Did you just come up with after the Dome or was No, that no, like that's been around. That's, yeah. been
3: around. that's been around.
1: Yeah. Like
2: two titles today. Horophobia. Horophobia. I don't know which one we're going to use today. Oh, my yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's good. Horophobia might not go mm-hmm. on YouTube, though. Not good. Mm-hmm. Not but good.
3: the exciting thing is. Um, And I'm not sure if you knew about the Bedford Challenge that happened years ago, um, where three sex workers took the Supreme Court, went to the Supreme Court and took the Canadian government um, to court, sued them because of the sex work laws, and they were deemed unconstitutional. Like, unanimously, the highest <laughs> court in Canada said these are, like, these uh, oppressed sex workers and, you know, put sex workers at risk. And so, the it was Stephen Harper, and he was just, like, he rule overruled it and Mm. put uh, a new legislation (laughs) legislation on the table and just like didn't listen to anything that the Supreme Court of Canada said and then Implemented heavier laws. Some of them were regurgitated, but we just launched March 30th and a new charter challenge, and we're going back to the Supreme Court mm. again to challenge the new laws that he Hopefully brought forward. Hopefully, it, it gets yeah.
0: you know looked at and actually changed because that's some bullshit right there. Mm-hmm. Wow, Sault Ste. Marie, damn. Yeah. Okay, so are both of you guys feminists by any chance?
1: I would say yes yeah absolutely. I would say yes
0: just a question yeah <laughs> um, so what is your background uh, Rachel?
1: are we talking like cultural culturally? Uh, okay so I'm Jamaican Chinese and Spanish cool mix fascinating Arlene? Finnish Finnish?
0: yeah I'm French French okay Wow, which one? Uh, f- uh, fr- France? Like, Quebecois. Uh... Oh,
2: okay.
0: Got some French in the building.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, just wanting to, you know, get some culture and some background to our uh, listeners and uh, viewers. Um, do you guys, okay, so I guess I can open up to both of you now at this point. Do you consider yourself to be a sexually charged woman?
1: Ooh, we're getting deep. Mm. That's all we do. How did you
3: answer that one first? I feel like I'm a sexual woman. Like I'm I'm very sexual. More on a sensual side. I like but emo girl. Emo girl? Uh, not emo, like but I'm vanilla at the same time. People see me, they think, they assume like, oh yeah, she's freaked. She gets down. Like, you know, and then <laughs> And then, well, you've seen the girls that I could brought in, like, some of them wild, and I'm just like...
0: <laughs> I'm subtle.
3: <laughs> like, you know, in the right place, with the right person, yeah. in the right... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I would say, like, very similar, like, I'm very reserved, um, but it really comes down to the right... When you have the right partner, and there's communication, I think communication is very key, um, then... I mean, from there, things just evolve, right? Okay. Be Um, nasty in the right place, with the right
2: person. Right person, yep. Toronto man question. Um, I feel that has been recurring here on the show. And um, I'm not originally from Toronto, so I'm just giving that disclosure. Still Toronto man, (laughs) they're
0: coming for you.
2: Are Toronto men's stush and, or maybe, maybe, are they uptight in the bedroom? A lot of no's i don't do this i don't do that man don't suck pussy man don't bow man don't let, no not no, don't lick no body or them type of thing you know, they're not eating the groceries they're not they're not doing it's all grocery. the things you know what i mean <laughs> but that, i that, think that, it's that, that y'all like
0: but it's fair to say that does every woman want what is assumed that every guy
2: should be giving uh-huh.
1: that's a valid question that is very valid
2: if y'all wanna get extra freaky and I'm I'm not I know you you've been in the situation for a while, but like
1: Oh, so it's just the <laughs> <to>
3: me now. <laughs> well, you're you gonna bring out the Wazzle Wednesday. <laughs>
2: yeah, on, one, on Wazzle Wednesday is he saying, nah, 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 I man, don't, don't go down there still. But you can give me a head us. I
3: I can't fuck with that mindset. <laughs> I can't. I can't fuck with that mindset. Like I'm a grown woman, you need to be able to, like, treat me as a grown woman. Like, Mm. yeah, you need to be on that level. You need to be on my level. If you can't, I need you to be a leader for me in the bedroom and not, not, I can't fuck with that immature bullshit.
2: Are you encountering it? Uh,
3: no, because once I feel it, I'm like, you can sense Stop the mindset, right you know, like how someone's like going to treat you. You know, like maybe a couple years ago, yeah, like when I was like more like new to dating in Toronto, like maybe, but I learned real quick, real quick. <laughs> okay. That's 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 not his best friend. He lives with. That's not his best friend. He lives with. <laughs> So, so we can't go to his house because, yeah, we yeah, you find out real quick.
2: Okay, so that, that brings me to another question, and and that this is for all three of y'all, okay. Lil Duval, he did a tweet um, not too long ago where he was, I guess, single man shaming or men over thirties. He said a man over thirty shouldn't be living with another man, like he shouldn't have a roommate as another man. Is <laughs> this facts or <a> fiction? <sighs>
1: I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, I know quite a few individuals who are in who do have roommates and in their thirties. In their thirties, mm-hmm. um, but I've also seen their business portfolio. Yeah, it's about the
3: mindset. Like, where's right? their mindset? Like, yeah. where are they going?
1: Exactly. Where are
3: they going? <laughs> are they staying there? Like, is this bachelor party?
1: Yeah, and like I think it, like it, there's so much more. To it behind just like and i've had actually this conversation with a couple of individuals um and it's really like if you're living with like one we don't know people's financial um circumstances Mm -hmm. um but i mean for a lot of individuals that i know they're doing that by choice because there's a bigger picture Mm -hmm. right so in that case like I don't see any issue with it at all
3: absolutely I'm looking at like the housing market right now it is really really difficult like if they have the mindset of like I want to purchase but in order to be able to own my own property I need to live like this you know I need to stay down for the come up Mm -hmm. and if they have that mentality then that's different but if they're just like you know like flashing their band look at I could throw my bands down my like you know that mentality and spending money on their shoes and don't have that mm.
2: and you go to the house and it's a frat house
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I
2: agree I think that it's also pizza boxes all over the place
0: I think it's about circumstances because if you have kids, that has to be factored in. Why aren't you living with your kids, or why aren't you living in a habitable place mm-hmm. to bring your children? Mm-hmm. Right. Secondly, are you dating somebody? Do you have multiple baby mothers? Are you mm-hmm. doing it as a cop out so that you don't have to? Bring so you don't have to be fully engaged mm-hmm. with you know either one. Are you doing it to evade evade responsibilities? Like mm-hmm. you got to look at the full entirety of the picture. So in order to assess and really answer. Properly, you'd kind of have to have a full dynamic picture yeah. of the kind of individual you're looking at 100%. so that you can like understand, are you living with a relative because you're bad with finances or you're saving your money just because you don't want to spend it in the areas that you're required to?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's so many factors at hand. Like,
3: I find that the no broke boys kind of mentality is just like, it's, it's shallow. Like it's, it, it's deeper than that. Like if you have a plan, and you know where you're going. I don't care where you're at right now. As long as you are you have a purpose and your mind is set on that purpose, then that's a different story than like someone that's just like grounded in where they're at and there's not even really excuses, you know? Then it's
2: just
0: yeah. yeah. No,
2: I agree. So uh, broke, broke boys can get some too. Adam? broke boys can get
0: some too <laughs> um have,
2: <Same. laughs> to the broke boys yeah
0: um have depends, any... depends 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 <laughs> if they got that broke boys <laughs> um have any of you guys um been incarcerated for any length, like lengthy period of time
3: um i wouldn't say lengthy like in comparison to you know like people that have, you know, done real time. I haven't done real time, but yes, I've been incarcerated. I've um, done like mini time. Um, <laughs> all of my charge, I just got a pardon last year. Nice. Um, took me over a decade to get a fucking pardon. Um, sure. uh, a little info about me is like, I come from like, a history like I grew up on the streets like a baby. Like I was my daughter's age when I was on the streets. And so I was dealing with police and the police system at a very young age. Um so all my all my record was like fuckery because like I lived in poverty. I went to jail for stealing garbage because I didn't know what I was gonna eat the next day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like That's the kind of bullshit I had three charges of an assault officer on my on my record. And, you know, I was the one that got beat black and blue, but I didn't do huge time. But I've definitely dealt with my fair share. Um, The biggest kind of barrier with it was me trying to pursue because I'm also even though I come from the streets and come from poverty, I still got my education and was being able to have, like, to prove myself mm-hmm. as an actual academic and mm. um, actual person that, you know, should be hired before the next person because I right. have a criminal record.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've been arrested, but I haven't been incarcerated. I think that's the easiest and safest way to answer that question
0: because it's just about like highlighting because a lot of our topics sometimes we talk about a lot of like the hood niggas or the toronto men and all of that stuff so i mean for women empowerment we have to show the good the bad the ugly and the real Mm -hmm. and make sure we keep it transparent so it's not just a sexual side that we talk about about women as if that's all we're good for no we also have real lives we have real situations and we have uh things that you know you wouldn't expect from how a person looks And that's what makes it more real. And to our listeners, obviously you can't see, but definitely go on YouTube and you'll be able to see um, what everybody looks like. So you can actually put a face to the personality that you're hearing on the uh, podcast. That just makes it more um, intriguing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So as a positive role model in the community, do you feel you have to maintain a certain image or are you indifferent to the opinions because of the type of work you're in? Because I know Arlene, you are very courageous, brave, you do the most in regards to activism stuff, but you still keep it sexual and still keep Fair. it feminine, Fair. right? Because you're just confident like that. So with Rachel, I know you're in a similar line of work in regards to, you know, the system, society, dealing with recidivism, so people in and out and just trying to, you know, obviously promote putting their best foot forward. So because you're under so much scrutiny sometimes with being an example, do you, you still keep it kind of sexy a bit, I think.
1: I think it's, it's important to be your most authentic self. Um, and even for me, I think that was something that I did struggle with a little bit um, where I kept my personal page private. Um, and then we had our Keep, keep Six page, which I my face is on quite regularly was the sort of public, but I kept my personal page private because there was sort of that worry in terms of credibility. Um, in terms of I'm having conversations with city council officials and someone's going to pull up my page and see this, that, and the other and be like, hold oh, on. Oh, she's a real woman. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I had a conversation with some of my tribe sisters and they were like, no, like, this is who you are. This is your authentic self. And on my personal page, I've never had an issue in terms of the things that I have posted. But at the same time, I was still having, I was still able to monitor who was seeing what. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, one of the steps within my growth was being able to make my page public. I don't give a fuck attitude. And (laughs) be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna be, continue to be my true authentic self, but now I'm allowing everybody to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was a really big step. I actually just recently did that like maybe a month or so ago, if that.
0: But you're not soliciting. And this is where the fine line comes in, because as women, it's like we're so tested with our presentation and our personalities and sexuality gets challenged on a simple picture. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, if I post this, what are people going to think? I'm already past that. I don't give a fuck type of stage, because if you look at my pictures, it is what it is. Right. I'm posting all kinds of stuff. But the idea is like for women that are in certain industries now because I used to be a part of that side and then I you know looked at things and I'm like when I'm presenting this side of me people look past it and they they want that that sexy because I used to start off with poetry and then when I started doing the rap music is when I felt empowered and in the most control when I was doing poetry I felt filtered I felt like in a box and I was trying to you know get performances and do things but people didn't want to pay me they just loved Mm. that community volunteering volunteerism and they just wanted that Mm. but then they always still wanted to pursue on the low like You know, I still get people making passes at me, right? So it's that same personality of, okay, I can be me. Mm -hmm. They're going to want this anyways. Do I give it to them in their face? Do I feed it to them on a silver platter? Mm -hmm. Or do I do what society wants me to do, repress that side,
2: and -hmm. then just
0: somehow still give that insightfulness to the people that are looking at me that are going to want to see more anyways?
3: Trust me. That was, like, one of the hardest things for me because – branching out into my private practice as like a mental health practitioner but someone that also like has ass pics all over the (laughs) internet right and like that mind fucked so many people like even my supervisor like my logo for my business is me in booty shorts with a bella (laughs) glove on you know and tattooed as fuck that's my authentic self and just because I look this way doesn't mean that I can't present, be a sexual person, but also be a therapeutic person. Mm. Like, why do I have to compartmentalize? Women like, they to you
0: anyways, because the minute, yes. think about it. Like, if you're a audacious woman, <laughs> you have features. The tighter the top or the more reserved, it doesn't hide the fact that you have big breasts or a big bump. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like somebody in their own mind and in their own right is still going to find something attractive of you. And they're Mm -hmm. still going to probably pursue you on a certain level because Mm -hmm. sometimes in the reverse, the more covered up we are, sometimes that attracts people too. So who are we really Mm -hmm. catering ourselves to when... Either way, you're damned when you do and you're damned when you don't. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. you psychologically have to now deal with that every time you go home or unwind and have to realize, okay, what am I gonna wear tomorrow? Mm-hmm. This top says business, but this top also is an invitation.
3: And that's mm-hmm. what I was struggling with at the beginning. I was like, oh, you know, like I went into Ritzium, but the button up blouse. And, <laughs> and, and, and then was it like, pops, oh, it doesn't it go it past. The top. Right? <laughs> and, like, and you know, and I was just like, this isn't me. And then the clients, like when I opened up my practice in June, like within a couple of weeks, I was already full. And I was like, why am I so full? And me, like, you know, and I my supervisor, like, you know, other people, you know, we talk through this, and it was like, because I'm I am myself. And so there is a niche of people that want mental health support and want therapy that don't feel like they want to go to see the nice, you know, yeah. middle aged white woman that, you know, covered in <laughs> that doesn't have any life experiences, you know, or there's this woman that like is authentic, talks about her like, you know, her criminal history, her life on the streets. And, you know, I talk about my connection and my relationship with the sex industry I talk about you know I I'm transparent
0: you're a mirror for them right Mm -hmm. that's what the reality is is that when we're mirrors for people we also see ourselves and they see us for who we are
3: Mm -hmm. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have I wouldn't have the people coming to me and you know but at the same time there's conservative bodies like the Ontario School of Social Work that oversees things that if they see my instagram page you know then like i'll have to defend myself in front of these conservative bodies because you know because of that stigmatization and because it's not normalized to be confident in your sexuality and stuff like that in such aspects Mm -hmm. so it's it's
1: interesting when you cannot combine the two you made a really good point too in terms of like just individuals that are seeking support but they're not seeking it from that traditional conservative, conservative individual. And that's something that yeah. I've seen too. Like there's so many individuals that provide certain levels of mental health support or programming or resources. Mm-hmm. But if somebody can't relate to you, yeah. then you're not getting through. Yeah. And it's that's where that that lived experience comes in that that need for authentic mentorship comes in mm-hmm. because there are individuals who can say okay um, we can speak from an academic standpoint yeah I've done the academics but I've also lived the the life as well mm-hmm. so I'm able to I'm not just telling you something because I've learned it from. A book so to speak I've learned it from what my practice is supposed to be but it's I understand I can relate I've been there yeah and it puts it helps to build that level of report
3: People are gonna share with me shit they're not gonna share yeah. with anyone else you 100%. know like
0: it's okay. diversity yeah if you look around the table right now we all represent different um, demographics and we yeah. represent different things like we share a few things in common we both <laughs> we all have tattoos mm-hmm. you know we all um, understand sexuality we understand the system we understand certain things and the average person that would walk through this door would be able to say okay i can relate to at least one of these women Hmm. if we all looked very staged or fit Mm -hmm. the profile or the bar of what somebody's supposed to expect (laughs) is this is what we want to present then it becomes awkward so i think it's great that you ladies both embody yourselves and feel the confidence to finally be able to be your true self which is always evolving, but it's always at the speed that you want to be seen as.
3: And challenging the system while we're doing it.
0: Yeah, no, for That's sure. That's the
3: one thing that I, like, honor and love about Rachel and kind of, like, brings us together is, like, we both have that, like, passion to be who we are but still, like, you know, really mm-hmm. try to change and fuck up the system in the meantime that we've seen. I like it.
0: I, fuck yeah. up the system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Um audience question is chivalry chivalry
1: dead. It's not very common. Yeah. It was so rare.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, um it's not very common. I think there are certain I think there's still individuals that um display it and it's it's funny though because they stand out because it's not common. So mm-hmm. when you do see those those few individuals it's like whoa like mm-hmm. you know and they become sort of that like that talk around mm-hmm. like when you all the girls get together it's like yeah but did you hear about this person?
2: He, he told me yeah. to walk on the inside of the sidewalk.
3: He must not open the door for he me. He must not be from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's still there it's just rare and when it is rarely seen it stands out mm-hmm. and it resonates and it kind of sits in there. Mm-hmm. Okay so um hmm what's would you say is the biggest turn on and turn off from a partner
3: Mm. (laughs) i'm letting you go first
0: i'm thinking or are you so understanding that there's not too much of those things needed because if you're at a comfortable place and you're not really focused on the things that turn you off you're kind of compromising and understanding and kind of Like,
1: I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't really... I can't really think of anything Ah. that turns me off. You're someone that's
3: lazy. (laughs) Lazy turns me off. Unmotivated.
1: Yeah, that would annoy me. If you sat in front of a TV all day or played video games Uh from morning till night, I would (laughs) lose my shit. (laughs) But... (laughs)
2: yeah, lot of gamers just. But like, turn me their on. Their they, need on to,
3: they need to smell good. Mm. Smell good. If
1: you're looking at, if you're sitting in front of a screen all day, you better be like trading or researching crypto or, <laughs> or doing editing. some like stuff editing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, oh, something some along kind those of research lines. research on something. how to dismantle the government, hey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring down the system. Bring down the prison walls. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess it might be more challenging for you because you have to kind of almost in a sense force yourself to appreciate what you do have whenever you are around somebody Because mm-hmm. so I guess that applies to somebody who's more around somebody who's frequently like a live-in situation or right. casual dating because you're not in a typical situation so I guess we won't even ask you to answer this one because it doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. to kind of put you into a place when you are around your partner is like it's not frequent enough in the last little bit for you to really like say okay like this is you know my turn on turn off it's just, you kind of have to work with what you have at the time when you have it.
1: Right, right. I so would say funny. like my like my biggest turn on, honestly, is like that willingness, like the family orientation um, and not just family orientation, but just that willingness to help everyone. Um, and he's known as that person who's always willing to help everybody. Um, and it could be something as little as like, we go tobogganing and it's like you got to make sure all the kids are like have their to- <laughs> like It's like like he's very like family oriented that way, but it could also be like inside, like everybody's like, yo, I can go to him and like if I need this or that or this or whatever, like he's always willing, you know? And that I think is like my biggest thing in terms of him just being that go-to person, whether it's for advice or people just, you know? Um, so I think that's for me is like, I like watch, sitting back and just watching or listening.
0: I like that you're so in-depth like because mostly people would say turn off okay they you know it's more of a physical thing or whatever so I like that a lot of people are past that typical maybe young-minded girl perspective oh I need a guy that's gonna have this he needs to have that he needs to have, Money, abs. He needs to have this be this tall da, 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 da. like that whole criteria it just seems so like passive so I like the fact that I'm you're grown over so- here. Yeah. So we're going to jump into our fun card game here. Okay. So I know Arlene's played it before.
2: So what- No,
3: I don't think you had the card
2: game. Oh. When you were on the show, we didn't do the cards yet. No. Oh, shit. Oh. So this is
0: new for you.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: So what you're
0: going to do is just spin the dice, and whatever number you uh, spin, you're going to just read the question card. So seven. And just read out the number seven question.
1: Arlene, you're next. Have you inzipped a man's pants zipper in public? Yes. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay.
3: Good. Ain't nothing,
1: right? was <laughs> Not like, like I was waiting for something, I was like, what?
3: Just like that, eh? Just like that. <laughs> you ain't gonna tell us?
1: No. Okay, just like
2: that. Don't ask, don't tell. Do.
3: But we're saving that for the Casamigos, cas eh? <laughs> right? That's what we're saving that for. The
2: Casamigos.
3: The yeah. Casamigos. <laughs> Nails were getting in the way.
0: You don't read it first, just read it all up.
3: So and you random. You Have you slid down a banister wearing a skirt but no panties? <gasps> that just sounds painful. Yeah, <laughs> oh I could just like, my butt's not moving. I could just like, see, like I'm stuck. And like
0: You have to be like super wet or something to keep going sliding without any issues. Like Like,
3: uh, yeah, or like do the staircase (laughs) or something, eh?
0: I don't wear panties. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) No panties on or Lady (laughs) Jane.
1: Okay, so what you got? Have you had penetrative sex with two people at the same time? No. Cause I was gonna be like, this is gonna be a fun cast
3: and bingo's <laughs> night. <laughs> Getting all the dirt tonight. She's excited. Have you licked a lover's anus? No, it's not my <laughs> thing. But they can lick mine. Okay. What about groceries? <laughs> oh. My gosh.
0: oh. She's got eight. Anxious for this question, That's eh?
1: <laughs> Who is the biggest slut, it's called. Have you had sex on a countertop? Yes. Bam. You're just waiting for details, eh? We're <laughs> <laughs> them tonight. Oh, I
3: didn't even roll it. Yeah, I don't. I'm just jumping ahead here. Excited. Have you had sex at a campground? Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like that would be like <laughs> uncomfortable. Was it? Saint Marie, we can. Oh, are good we can, can. <laughs>
3: We're like Northern Ontario folks. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Mm hmm We uh, like the woods and shit. Have you tried to steal a rival's boyfriend? No. Rival.
0: That's like high school stuff. Oh no, it's pretty
1: growing, um, yeah. I can see that. So we'll do one more for both of you. Okay.
0: So
3: I keep getting that four. Let's see. Have you pretended a penis was a joystick
0: or shift gear? <laughs> Not yet. I guess a hand job because it's like
3: yeah, but I've never like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
1: Second gear, <laughs> I'm third not a car <laughs> person.
3: Like I just start started driving, so
1: no. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is the rules. Oh, okay. Have you asked your a lover to bite your genitals during oral sex? No. Your what? To bite your genitals during oral well let's time. just say like gen- nipple yeah it, that's probably better i've never okay. asked for it to be done no ideas hmm?
0: do, do you get any
1: uh to answer <laughs> questions
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> i just ask them or i present them well uh, that's it for our question period but i think our conversation was really good i actually wanted to keep going but uh we do got to cut for time, um, but I think that if people want to find out more about both of your initiatives, they should definitely follow on Instagram, send DMs, and get connected because you guys are really doing great work in the city, and in the community, and as women, I always appreciate having ambitious women to uh, what is it? Tap my hat. What? Take my tip. Tip my hat. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Because I wear many hats myself, but um, yeah, I was really inspired by our conversations today, and I think a lot of people are going to start asking some questions. Hopefully they follow and they try to even get involved with what you guys have going on. And yeah, I just want to say like keep it balanced as long as you feel like you're you. Mm. And if you start feeling lost, just get do what you need to do to get back to you, because if we're evolving as people, then we're always in a state of change. So who we were three days ago may not be who we are in two weeks, right? Different experiences happen. So I just think that it's always good that we get back to where we feel most comfortable because we are always forced by the elements to sometimes stray. So that's my advice. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yes, always a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Seeing you again. And um, Rachel, thanks for coming through and uh, bringing that transparency. And I always appreciate the honesty that a lot of the guests bring forth because it's hard sometimes it's not easy to just talk to people you don't know but sometimes we speak our most honest truth to people we don't know mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it works out better that way sometimes because it's like what do they know to compare what you're telling them to it's
1: true like yeah it's true and thank you for like creating a safe space too because um, I think it's very important I know it's something that we've talked about a lot in terms of like within the city mm-hmm. um that that being an opportunity so I mean I've been watching Um, Zalynx for, well, since you guys were on, Mm -hmm. which was back in December. Um, But really just creating a safe space for individuals to (laughs) to come on. Um, And
3: and like not just a safe space, like a space that really like challenges the norms mm. in different ways. As much as you like, don't dive into politics, like like Rachel and I may have. You do, mm-hmm. you do, you really challenge the norms in society and. And you're like targeting a lot of people that wouldn't listen to these conversations yep. before, you know. Like you're, yeah. you're really reaching a lot of people that need to be reached, and like that's. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, you're dope.
0: okay Zaylee. <laughs> yeah so uh we try to keep it real here on the show we try to keep it transparent and i think we do a really good job delivering that nothing is ever coached or pre-screened i don't let any of the guests know any questions in advance for good reason because we bring the authenticity
3: even if they try <laughs> <laughs> even if they try it just
0: goes down like that but again it's a safe space and it's comfortable and it's relaxing and mm-hmm. you know we can have our you know beverages we can keep it chill and i mean we're here to deliver a great experience and that's all we want you to do is take away something you didn't learn or know before so appreciate it guys follow Zaylinks on on um, instagram alizé vlogs i'm your host uh follow friday ricky dread follow um we love hip-hop network the umbrella company for all of this follow Arlene jane on instagram and follow rachel x y
1: raising oh sorry yes i i
0: don't know <laughs> the last name but um, okay oh, yeah, your profile. We'll have your handles on Instagram.
2: Um, sorry. Up on the yeah. I got a song to lead us out, too. Um, we did talk about Lil Duval earlier, so I'm gonna lead us out with his tune, "Smile." Um, I'm not gonna say the b word though. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. With my I'm going back to forth with you niggas. I'm living my best life. I am going back to forth with you niggas. I'm living my best life. Ain't go back and forth with my niggas.
1: You got a lot to be smiling for.